Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255. Welcome to June, ladies and gentlemen. Frank Napolitano's here and your June presence brings Dora. (laughs) Buongiorno. Hello, hello. How are you, Dora? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Mr. Rushforth is away today looking to buy breakfast, I assume. <laughs> Paul didn't want to deal with Paul didn't want to deal with the decline, right, Dora? <laughs> oh, that's right. It's been it's been a rocky, rocky time in Ottawa real estate. Yeah, we got some numbers out this um, week, obviously. So the for... numbers came out. Yep. And uh, yep, and, the numbers came out uh, just yesterday. And uh, we're we're down about 19% in volume of sales from May of 2021. Um, the Ottawa Real Estate Board sold 18, just over 1,800 residential properties uh, in May, which is which is down from last year. But do you know? Sort of, we've seen a decline the last couple of months, but uh, this last particular few weeks in Ottawa has been particularly difficult with the storm. Um, we are below the five your average for volume of sales. And uh, interestingly enough, the increase in inventory, uh, despite not having really any inventory come on the market the week after the storm, is about 5% over the five-year average. So we are sort of, you know, less so inching towards a more balanced market, but taking large, large steps towards that. The interest rates definitely have played a role in that. And, uh, and I think too, there's, there's no real sense of urgency from buyers right now. So they're seeing the, the volume of inventory increase. They're seeing, you know, the market in flux a little bit, which is, which is good for buyers, less so for, for sellers. We're, we're at about 2,300 units for sale on the Ottawa Real Estate Board at the moment, wow. plus an additional five, 500 rentals. Um, so if you, and the thing that I thought was, was shocking was of, you know, the 23, 34 in the core. So I'm going Dunrobin. I included Carlton Place just because we've seen such growth in Carlton Place in the last couple of years, went over to Russell and to Orleans. And in the last seven days, there have only been 281 residential properties sold. So the, the volume of inventory is increasing at a very, very rapid rate. Um, and of the of the 281 homes sold, um, interestingly enough, there were only 28 under 600,000 and uh, 42 of them were, were over a million. So we're still seeing a lot of activity in the higher price points. Um, but but the the inventory really really is uh, is is coming on the market and I mean going back to the numbers it may traditionally is the most active time in real estate so having the decline um, is you know it's it's a prompt for everyone to sort of think okay our our market is 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 shifting for sure boy you really have to pay attention to this market it's changing every single day. It is changing every single day, and I think too that I mean we're 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 at a very very 
I mean, Frank can can talk about uh, the the interest rate hikes, but that's making a, a very big difference in people's buying power, and also just there's a lot of uncertainty. So some buyers are are staying on the sidelines, and, and really, if you think about it, the people who stayed on the sidelines from you know pre pandemic, so let's Ooh. say December November 2019. The prices in Ottawa have gone up, you know, between 63 and 68% since then, which is, which is astronomical. So if, if you waited for the bubble to burst, will it ever go back to those numbers? No. Will it soften and normalize? Likely yes, but we're still, uh, we're, we're still a very, very, um, it's it's much more expensive to get into the real estate market right now. Frank, with that kind of an increase, how much of a delay is there in people getting in for the first time? People that ordinarily would save X amount of dollars a year in order to get into the housing market, if it's gone up 68% over the last couple of years, that's got to put you back a bunch of years. It's got you back. Some people, some young kids, it's got them back to thinking that they may never own a home. I mean, that's how bad it's gotten. Mm-hmm. Unless you've got some kind of family support, in there that can help you. And we're seeing what we're seeing a lot of is, is uh, advance, you know, I would call it advance uh, money being given to kids. Uh, you know, instead yes, of waiting until the sure. parents pass away, they're saying, you know what, let's, let's give them some money now so that they can get into the home ownership uh, game now. But, you know, I think we're seeing, we've been seeing it over the last couple of years, but it's going to be more difficult to see it now. I mean, as rates have gone up and keep in mind, I mean, you know, with the, with a couple of banks, I mean, they're just about touching 5% for a five-year fix. So all of a sudden you add another two points to that and you're having to qualify at 7%. So that in itself, and the fact that the values of homes have gone up as significantly as they have over the last two years, you put those two together and then add in there what's going on with inflation today and everything yes. else costing so much. That somebody who's renting a townhome at $2,000 is actually getting a deal right now. That's right. You know, their cost of living, why would they Why would they give that up? I mean, why not stay there at 2000 bucks? It's way cheaper than going out and buying a townhouse, at, even at 700 If you got a good deal on a townhouse at 700 if you had 5% down, you're looking at mortgage payments along with taxes, probably in the $35 to $3,800 range per month when you're renting for $2,000. So... Maybe maybe the plan there is to wait until rates get back down to normalized levels and, and continue renting until then and try to save as much as you can. What is normal, Frank? Yeah. Normal to me is threes. Like okay. that's normal. Most people can can accept three and a half, right? Three to three and a half is normal. So are we going to see that sooner rather than later? Hard to tell. I mean, I certainly feel like we haven't seen it yet and the economy is booming or feels like the economy is booming. I mean, you know, the job numbers are outstanding. Everything mm-hmm. seems to be nice and rosy. But all these costs of living going up over the last few months yes. eventually will take its toll on the economy and we'll start to see the economy start to slide a little bit. And that's when we'll start to see rates start to come down again. I, I think that it's really kind of already happening. Like if you think about the cost of living and you think about just the extras in life, it, it, it something has to give, right? If, if your grocery bill is 20% higher, if your gas bill is 20% higher for, I mean, not for you because you have your electric vehicle, but for everybody else in the world, um, it something has to give. And, and, and I think too, 
that's where we're seeing the, the the sales decline. The prices are softening. Let's let's be honest. They they went down two percent last month. They went down you know one to three percent the month before. So we are trending down in pricing. We we averaged at eight hundred and two for a residential property and four hundred and seventy three um, for the month of May, which is you know it's uh, it's it's the year to date average is still 825 but if you think about it just in march the average residential home was selling on average for $850,000 so that's a really big decline in a, a few short months so there there's no urgency for for buyers to go out because i think people are waiting and and like you said like if you're renting right now then i think you may take some time and and see what happens with uh, with the market and and keep paying rent and try saving some extra money. Oh, you got to think yeah, rate, yeah. rates is the big thing though, right? I think a lot of people are For right sure. now waiting in the weeds to see what the heck is going to happen with interest rates. Mm-hmm. It is massive. I mean, if you bought a $700,000 uh, house a year ago with 5% down, your payments were probably about 7 or $800 less per month. I mean, that's significant. It's significant, significant money there. So uh, you know, at, at this point, my eyes tell a different story than what the statistics say. My eyes tell me that Canadians are starting to struggle, but the statistics that come out will tell you that we're absolutely booming. I mean, the job market is on fire. Um, you know, now again, you know, everybody accepts and complains about the fact that gas prices are where they are and food prices are where they are. But I just think that we're going to start to see that discretionary spending really start to slow. And I feel for the tourism business who's just getting back on their yeah. feet. And I feel for the restaurants who are really, you know, after everything they've gone through the last two years, this is going to hurt them a lot more than it's going to hurt a lot of other businesses. Ordinarily, there's a delay, right, yeah. before people hunker down, right, Frank? For sure. I mean, you know, I think people saved a lot of money in the last two years. And I think people are kind of still saving money if you're working from home. I mean, you're, you know, you take away your, your uh, transportation costs to go to work. You take away your clothes, your food that you're having, you can eat at home. So, you know, and, and over the last two years, you know, a lot of people have done it and uh, some people are continuing to do it because some, some employers are continuing to let their staff work from home. But, you know, if employers start to force their employees to go back to the office and those costs start to get into their budget, then all of a sudden we're really going to start to see the slowdown of the economy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you look well, back to the qualifying rate of two and a half years ago, it was at what? Two and a half years ago, you Four, had to qualify at what? 479 to 525, and, somewhere in there. And so now we're into the 7% range. And that's well, kinda... they haven't changed the qualifying rates, right? So OSFI's left it alone because they're, it, it's really it's negligible today. The only, the only uh, time that the, uh, that qualifying rate comes into effect is if you take a variable rate mortgage. Because even with Prime going up a half a percent the way it did on uh, Wednesday, you know, you're looking at 3.7% Prime today. So, you know, on a high ratio purchase, you know, you're still able to get prime minus one, so you're 2.7. So you still have to qualify five and a quarter in that circumstance. It's pushing people to variable, unfortunately, especially first-time homebuyers are, are being pushed to variable. And first-time homebuyers are also being pushed to condos, I think. I mean, oh, yes. you know, it's 470, yep. 480, there's more reasonability. If you can find a condo that has, you know, decent condo fees, I mean, obviously finding a condo that's got seven or $800 in condo fees, then you might be better off just to buy a townhouse. But uh, but if you can find one where condo fees are 300 bucks, then you're better off mm-hmm. to start off at, with that purchase and then move on to your townhouse maybe a couple of years from now when rates have subsided. 
Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope it's sooner than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 521 Talk, 521 8255. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. Frank DePolitano, Dora's here. Dora, you were talking about uh, 2,300 listings. That's like unheard of in the last two years. We were lucky. It is. We were lucky to break a thousand, right? That's right. That's right. And not even that long ago, we're back to pre-pandemic levels. The last time, this is the highest amount of inventory we've had since November 2019. So very, very uh, a, a shifting market for sure. So now buyers are able to take their time as they look. Correct. Buyers are able to take their time, but. Um, there's an asterisk there because the location, the state of your home, um, the condition of your home, the location and price points still play a very, very key role. And so we're sort of in this, in this new world where there are certain homes that are selling disproportionately over where we expect them to sell still. And there are certain homes that, that are not. And, you know, the, the single family homes are still, I think, remaining quite strong townhomes there are there is um there's a very very high number of townhomes for sale right now and citywide and i think that that's the interesting thing about ottawa is that our average home price is very reflective of the whole city we don't seem to have i mean there are exceptions of course but we don't seem to have you know extraordinarily high and extraordinarily lows we're sort of you know consistent across the board end to end outskirts to outskirts on what the prices are and so I think it's really, really important right now to, to make sure that you have somebody who is able to talk to you about the market, to talk to you about, you know, strategic pricing, because week to week it's changing. And if you're not, you know, acutely aware of what's going on, you, you can miss the boat and you can market your property differently than it's supposed to be marketed right now. Even though days on market a little bit longer from 11 to 14, 14 still not that long, is it? It, it isn't. I mean, I, I. It wasn't that long ago that the average days on market was sixty-five. Yeah. So it's you know we're we we have about six weeks of inventory right now. Still a very long way away from the four months that it takes to, to be considered a balanced market. Um, but the 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 days on market, I think, were were artificially longer at the beginning of last year and into this year because everyone was holding offers with a true no conveyance. And so instead of selling in the first, you know, 24 to 48 hours, they would sell eight, nine days later. And that was, you know, a matter of, of strategy. Um, we're seeing a lot of homes right now that are still going up that are, you know, having an offer date. They're open to preemptive offers, but sometimes they don't receive any offers. And so that's where things are shifting a little bit, where, you know, you're pivoting and you're repricing and going back on the market. And that's where this this cumulative days on market is increasing and increasing. Well, and that's where you need an agent that knows the market, right? Because there, there's going the to come a time soon where you're not going to do the preemptive offers anymore because it's not going to make sense. Oh, it, it almost doesn't right now, depending on where you are. And again, condition of your home and location are key and always are. But the, 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 the thing about having an agent that knows the city and knows the city well is you can, you can compare your specific pocket to equal equitable pockets throughout the city. It's not just, you know, 
people are very, very pragmatic about where they choose to work, whether and live, sorry, whether it's close to work, whether it's in, in school catchment zones or, or whatever it is, if it's feeling, if you like trees, you're going to live in one area. If you like new, you're going to live in another area. But the, the, the reality is that knowing, um, what the trends are. And, and like Frank said, the numbers are one thing, but being an observant and observer and watching the market and really having a good pulse on it, having an agent that, that is, is aware of what's going on is, is, is so, so important right now. Frank, what are you seeing for first time home buyers now on average age wise, or are you even seeing first time home buyers looking for mortgages these days? We're seeing a handful of them. A lot of them have, um, uh, have received some help because on their own, it's very difficult to do it. Uh, a lot of the first-time home buyers that we're really still helping are the ones that purchased from builders a year, a year and a half ago, and now are getting their keys and their house has still gone up a hundred, a hundred and fifty thousand. So, you know, they're feeling good about their purchase despite the fact that their their cost to carry that property now is significantly higher because they weren't able to lock in. Now, some of them locked in with the banks who have deals with builders. And those, you know, in hindsight, ended up being good deals at the time now because, uh, you know, I've got a good friend of mine that works at one of the major banks and, and does the builder uh, mortgages. And uh, right now, he's not going to lose any of those mortgages because generally he loses them because the bank is not very competitive. And by the time that the house comes up for closing, there's way better rates out there. In this scenario, um, basically, he's cherry picking because the clients have no choice but to go with, with him right now because they can't go anywhere else. But... Well, first time home buyers, like I said, are, have to look at condos, I think. I mean, you know, the average age is going to, I believe, is going to be in the 30s moving forward now. I mean, don't expect it'll be a rarity for somebody in their 20s to be able to buy a house just based on the fact that, you know, the cost of the house is so expensive. Coming up with the down payment is difficult and the cost of borrowing is so high these days. So, you know, you yeah. put, put all three of those together and it's, uh, you know, it's a recipe for unfortunately having to sit tight. And like I said, if they're, if they've got a reasonable rent going where they are, uh, then why would they expose themselves to having to pay maybe double what they're paying rent uh, for cost of living when they can just maybe sock some money away and get themselves pre- prepared for when rates come down? And I think, too, sorry, the, the, the shifting mindset of sellers where, you know, a year ago um, we were saying, you know, buy first because it's so difficult to buy something. Buy first, buy first, buy first, your house will sell. And so people who did that January, February of this year and now have their own homes up for sale are feeling the the slowdown significantly. And so that's where, you know, it, it, my heart breaks for some of these people because financially it, it could be devastating because you, you purchased at the peak time of March. You were confident at that time that you could put your own house up for sale. And then you, you know, didn't really expect things to, to decline as quickly as they have. And so that's that's where, you know, that's one thing, but now we're seeing a different category of, of people who are selling first and then going to purchase. So as the inventory is there and you're confident you'll be able to find something, it's much easier to sell your home first. You know exactly what you have to work with, and then you can go on and buy something. Is that your advice so today, Doris? Sell first? I, I mean, I, I, it depends on your your risk threshold, right? And it depends on your your financial ability, and it depends on how many how much savings you have, and what your down payment is, and 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 everything. A neighborhood that you but live it, in, right? Because some neighborhoods right. are hotter than others. I mean, some neighborhoods right. it doesn't nothing really changes in some neighborhoods because they that's remain right. the same. 
That's right. And the condition of your home. I think that's where with, with trades being so difficult to, to get with the cost of renovations having increased so much, I think that if your home is renovated and in a very good condition, you tend to sell it at a disproportionately higher price point because, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to move into something that's renovated than having to do it yourself. So it seems it, like such uh, an odd time it, though, because I, I think almost, it depends. We're almost in a perfect storm right now, right? You've got houses which have gone up unbelievable amounts, interest rates, which have gone up unbelievable amounts. And then everything else in the economy costing more. What's that going to do to the housing market over the next six, eight months? I I, I suspect we'll see a, a, a slowdown, and we will we will go very quickly towards a more balanced market. Um, just and and it's summertime, so historically, you know housing sales peak in May and then the summer comes and people go and they go on vacation and they focus on family and friends and all of that wonderful stuff. And we've been in a situation where, you know, seasonality hasn't played a very large role in our real estate market in the last couple of years. And I think this year we're seeing a trend back to historical norms where summertime is going to be quieter that's going to increase the inventory. That's going to motivate some sellers to sell at whatever price they can get. And it's going to motivate some buyers to, to you know, take their time and wait to see what happens. Uh, just before we go to a break, just so you know, Dora's not drunk. It's the feed that slows her voice down from time to time. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> just want to let you know, Frank oh, might be drunk, geez. but Dora's not. <laughs> 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. Paul is off today. He's out buying my mother a birthday present, which is, I thought, quite nice for him to go out and do that for us. (laughs) To the phones we go. And we say hello to Julie. Hello, Julie. Hi. We're ready for you, Julie. Okay. My question is, um, I have a one-year and four-month mortgage left at 2.79%. And I don't know if I should go and take the hit now because the interests are going up or should I wait one year and four months and see what happens then? It's making me nervous. You you and a lot of people uh, are very nervous about what's happening with interest rates. People that are in variable rate mortgages right now are questioning their decision to stay in a variable rate mortgage. But unfortunately for them, they've um, you know, the fixed rates have gone up quicker than the than the prime has. So therefore, locking in doesn't make a lot of sense in your scenario. And listen, a bank would love for you to, you know, cash out early and go to the new one. But, you know, if I was in your shoes and again, I mean, I think, you know, we need to know a little bit more. I mean, your financial circumstances come into play. You know, how, how much will the higher and listen, you're you've got to accept the fact that you're going to go into a much higher rate and. What's crazy about it is that you're going to give up 2.79. Your bank is going to charge you a penalty to give up the 2.79 and now charge you a higher rate for the next five years if you lock in for five years, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, again, if you believe what some economists are saying, which is like at some point we're going to hit a wall, like the interest rates will not continue to go up. And if anything, they may have to retract because Canadians 
and never mind just Canadians, but the world, the global economy itself cannot continue to sustain the increases in cost of goods and everything else um, over the long term. So there are a lot of economists that think that, uh, you know, a global recession is possible in 2023, which means that once you start seeing those, um, you know, numbers come out, and if we are in that global recession, you're going to start to see interest rates come down and you might be better off to wait. I mean, I wish I had that crystal ball that told me I, I certainly can respect why you're so nervous. It makes a lot of sense based on everything we've seen just over the last four or five months. I mean, this isn't this hasn't been gradually happening. I mean, as much as we had increases last year, they were reasonable. What we've seen in the last three or four months is very similar to what we went through in the real estate market over the last two years, which is absolute craziness. Nobody could have predicted it, and nobody could have predicted what we're going through over the last four months just in, in uh, interest rates. So, Frank, is, a, is a blend shoes, a possibility for Julie? Well, sure it is, but a blend works to the bank's favor again, right? I mean, they could say, but a blend, typically a bank will do a blend uh, if you're adding more money. I mean, the odd bank will, help, will allow you to blend, but most of them will tell you, nope, you're breaking your contract, you got to pay, and you know, and it'll be... Uh, believe it or not, it won't even be three months interest. That's how crazy it is, too. But uh, but at the end of the day, like, honestly, if I was in your shoes, I think you got to write it out at this point. Um, okay. And you may, again, depending on your financial circumstances, too, right? I mean, you know, you have to determine. You may you may be forced to look at a variable come renewal if the rates haven't come down quick enough yet by, by the time your renewal goes and then wait for them to slow, slowly retract up. One thing I'm fairly confident about is that we can't continue in this interest rate cycle for long with the price of homes where they are, with the price of everything mm. else where they are. At some point, this will damage the economy to the point where we will go into a recession. It, it just when. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I have to say, though, I did go to my bank and I, mm-hmm. and I told I, I said everything that I just told you and I said, what should I do? Should I? get the hit and, and pay more now. And, uh, and you know, she said, she looked at my finance and which are not very high. And she said, you know, I cannot tell you to go and pay more when you're paying less for a year and a Correct. half. Yeah. Said, I That's cannot, right. In good honesty, tell you to do that. So I good, uh, I, I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to listen to her. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's good advice mm-hmm. on the banks. And again, I mean, yeah. the banks, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I take shots at them from time to time, uh, they do have some really good people that work in the banks. I've got a lot of friends that work in the banks that are absolutely qualified at everything they do, and they're very good at what they do. Uh, but unfortunately, you got to make sure that you catch that person that has the same uh, advice that, that, again, Julie just got, which is the right advice, which is why would you give up 2.79 and go to 4.5%? Uh, when we really don't know where interest rates are going to be, yeah. you know, 16 months from now when her mortgage comes up for maturity. Okay. Would you, you have a nice day? Thanks, Bye-bye. Julie. Thank you. Stock up Bye, the Julie. wine. Stock up the wine cellar. You might need it next year. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's no point, eh, Frank? For anybody that's oh, in that's the twos, crazy. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta hang in with it, right? At this I point, mean, yeah. At this point. And if it's an if if you can afford it, you can just increase your own payments buy a little bit to sort of pretend you're up at that 4%. And then when it comes time for renewal, you're actually at a lower principal. Yeah. So that, and that's are, the other thing too, Dora, you're right. Not only, if, even if you don't, you're still paying off more principal than you would with a higher rate. 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I know that's, uh, that's the bank and, and Frank's advice is certainly, I think the right one. <laughs> Speaking well, of again, a- I mean, I'm, you know, we're at the point now where we're, you know, we went through a couple of year stage where people would say, why would I want to pay down my mortgage when I'm paying one and a half or 2% when I can turn that money around and invest it and get a better return somewhere else, which was right. Now we're at the point where, you know, I think Canadians are going to look and say, well, if my mortgage comes up for maturity and I'm at four and a half percent instead of two and a half percent, maybe it's more important for me to pay down my mortgage now instead of instead of putting money elsewhere. Maybe, you know, the, the critical thing for us is to lower the amount of the mortgage that a renewal time, you know, we can maybe try and keep approximately the same payment because we've knocked the mortgage down so much that even with the higher rate, our monthly payment is still, you know, approximately what it is today. When rates were lower, you were paying 50% or more off your principal. What are you paying now, Frank? Uh, probably closer to 30%, 35%. It's wow. still good. Wow. Still a huge difference, yeah. huh? Yeah, massive difference. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. And, and do you think it's maybe a generational thing, not just an interest rate thing where where people were not paying off their mortgages and, and maybe now it's just... I'm not going to say a wake-up call because it's it's not doom and gloom, but for younger people with newer mortgages that, hey, you know, I, I've only been paying the minimum payment because I assumed interest rates would stay where they are. With them increasing, do you think we'll see more people trying to pay down their mortgage? I, I think so. And I think people get in the habit of riding a wave and you ride a wave. I mean, when real estate's going up and I had, listen, I've had a couple of young couples that that twice bought new homes during COVID. They bought one like just before COVID, then they got it. And then they upgraded right away because they made so much money on that house when they sold mm-hmm. it that they did it twice and talk about and landed in the 2% range. Right? Yeah. yeah. And landed yeah. with mortgages in the 2% range. It absolutely hit a grand slam home run, like nothing like yeah. it ever before. But people tend to think that that's common and normal that's and right now reality is starting to set in that that's not the way the real world worked mm-hmm. we had two years of absolute uh unforeseen events where you know we get locked down house prices go through the roof and mm-hmm. mortgage rates hit all-time lows i mean it was just a perfect storm that worked out for anybody that was a homeowner and listen anybody that's a homeowner and has been a homeowner over the last two or three years You've still done very well. Yes, your your cost for your mortgage could be higher, but last I checked, your house has probably gone up significantly. Your net worth is significantly higher, and you have nothing to kind of you know be ashamed of. What I think we might see is if those individuals now cannot afford home ownership, we'll start okay. to see more houses on the market, and I think the rental market will heat up moving forward because rental again, this is where I see the next phase. Is you know you were saying how many rentals are on the market right now, Dora? About five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah. I predict that three, four months from now, that number is going to be significantly lower. That's my prediction, because I just think that people, you know, first-time home buyers that, that maybe had planned to buy are now going to rent. If you're coming out of school and you're ready to move out on your own, uh, you know, now I think more people are going to stay with their parents for longer. I mean, we've been talking about that for yeah. years. Yeah. And yes. I think that number may have increased even more now, but uh, or longer yeah. for, for the parents listening. But uh, 
Hey, maybe but that's what me. Frank, that's, that's me. Frank, maybe that's, that's why me. parents are giving their kids money. <laughs> I think, I'd, I'd, think, like, I'd I love think. to have you stay for a lot longer, but go on. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, here you go. My, you know what? We're going to give you the inheritance now so that you can go buy a house. Yeah. Get out of my house yeah. already. Yeah. You're 34 years old. Five two one. Five two one. Talk 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back with Frank and Dora. Dora, are we in the uh, world now of uh, firm offers going by the wayside? Don't worry, take your time. You can put in some conditions. Uh, one would like to think so, but no, not quite yet. So it's 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 inching towards that. We have seen some conditional sales which have not been the norm at all in the last couple of years, but still, depending again on the area, we're seeing uh, firm offers come in. And But the one thing that I really, really appreciate and really like is that there are pre-inspections on more and more properties happening now, which I think, you know, is the norm in some Canadian cities. It wasn't the norm here. And perhaps that's, that's where we'll head. Yeah, I think we're back there. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the phone. Say hello to Robert. Hello, Robert. Hey, Robert. Hello. We're ready hello. for you. Frank, Frank's got his big thinking cap on. He's ready to answer any question you got. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, I, I have a rental property that I just refinanced because I'd want to take some equity out of it to purchase another property. Uh, the um, I, I'm with TD, and the product that they offered me with something called TD Flex Line, where you have like a fixed mortgage portion and then mm-hmm. uh, the and equity. A home equity line of credit. Exactly. Uh, yep. what, they, what they gave me was um, uh, they, they took my, my term mortgage uh, and added $20,000 to it, which they said I would get back in cash once I signed the documents to reapply to that mortgage. I'm wondering if you've heard of anything like that. It, it sounded odd to me, but. Um... Yeah, I think if you're refinancing, depending on where you were in your term, I think that's a strategy that's used that allows you to refinance. And maybe, I don't know if you got a break on some of the fees or something. If you add money to it, the banks tend to give you. Um, uh, now, again, I mean, there's a part of me that, you know, the back of my mind when you're telling the story, I'm thinking, oh boy, here's somebody because. The bank employees are are rated based on sales revenue, and by adding twenty thousand, they actually get some sales revenue out of it, as opposed to because really, when you think about it, there's no logic behind it, right? I mean, you know, they're going to give you twenty thousand, and then they're telling you, well, now take the twenty thousand and put it back against the mortgage. Well, then you're back to where you started. And you just added a home equity line of credit, so you've got access to funds to buy your next properties. What I think your intentions were all along. And yet they throw a little curveball at you and tell you to do this. So, um, and again, I haven't been, I haven't worked at the bank for 17 years since we started Mortgage Brokers Ottawa. But, you know, my guess is that either there was some kind of, by adding 20000 the bank was able to cut some cost for you somewhere or uh, somebody did it because they wanted the sales revenue because there's no other logic behind it. Okay. All right. It sounded odd to me, but you know, they told me you'll get that twenty thousand back in cash in your account, and you can just reapply it to the mortgage. I, I, I thought, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. But so they upsold you on twenty thousand dollars, increasing your mortgage by twenty thousand dollars, 
And then they're telling you, take the 20,000, put it back against the mortgage. So you really haven't borrowed any more money. So that's why it doesn't make sense unless, like I said, there's there's some kind of a promotion that the bank has where somebody adds 20,000, you can eliminate some of the costs. So I don't know what your costs were to do this. So maybe that was the strategy. 900 bucks. So that's the uh, title insurance to do it. So I don't know that you got much of a break on any costs per se. Uh, I hate to tell you, but it sounds like the bank person just did it to get some sales revenue for themselves. That's what it feels oh. like. Okay. Um, yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> thanks, Robert. <Yeah. laughs> Bye, Robert. Hey, we couldn't get through a whole show without him calling. He's missed us. He loves us. He wants to share some time with us. Mr. Rushforth. Really? really? Hello. Hello, guys. How are you? Ah, we couldn't be better. So you have time uh, to join us hello. now, but not for the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm actually, I'm actually working. I came from a listing presentation. You know, um, I only called in just to wish Dora a happy anniversary. She's seven years with Paul Rushforth Real Estate on Wednesday, so I wanted wow. to wish her a happy anniversary wow. in person. I just wow. in person, but yeah. Dora, uh, Dora, are you, Dora, are you getting the seven-year itch yet? Are you getting the seven-year itch? I've had to put up with Paul for seven years, my God. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, see you later, Paul. Seven years. How long does it feel, though, Dora? <laughs> <laughs> what, 2025 2025 <laughs> <laughs> no it's fantastic uh the the team environment's wonderful the working across the city and with all sorts of people is wonderful so i uh i really enjoy it and and i get to spend time with you too well there be i mean it's worth it just yeah. for that and you haven't changed a bit in the seven years you look the same to me every time i see it's like dora does you need age. Glasses. that's awesome <laughs> no i don't yeah yeah well a yeah. lot sure has changed in the last seven years and i'm i'm wondering what's going to happen in the next two i mean there's no way we could have predicted the past two years of what's happened and no one could have predicted that we would be in the state we're in today with interest rates where they are and home prices and being, being so expensive and then, so now what happens, what happens in the next two years? I mean, what do you do now? If you're, if you're thinking of uh, downsizing, do you wait? Do you do it now? I, I would assume if you had a large, a large home that you are downsizing from, um, I, I would take the, the bet to sell it now versus waiting two years. Because if the market is to soften, yes, the homes that you are moving to may soften as well. But if you are downsizing, there are fewer bungalows available. There are fewer smaller homes available than there are, you know, two-story larger homes. So the, the prices of those might stay steady, whereas the prices of the home that you are moving out of may very well decline at a, an increased rate, in my opinion. It's almost like there are no wrong answers now, right? If you decide to buy, you decide to sell. We're sort of in a kind of a limbo, weird market where nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. No. And and if we did, that would that would be lovely. Yeah, wouldn't but, it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, we can, we can rely on historical data. We can rely on our experience. We can rely on all sorts of things. And just, you know, looking at our population, looking at the types of homes that are available to us in Ottawa, you know, you can make some pretty, pretty educated guesses on what's going to happen. I think as long as Frank's got money to give us, we're all okay. 
as long yeah. as the lending is there. But again, I mean, if rates continue to rise, I mean, it becomes tougher and tougher. And listen, I mean, you know, I, it's funny to hear people that went through the double digit days and ah, I was tough then. Uh, it's tougher now. I mean, back then the price of houses wasn't that much. So yeah, it was tough. I'm not saying that it wasn't tough, but what we're going through today is unprecedented in my, in my opinion. Like to see the house values go up as significantly as they have over the last two years. And now add to that the fact that mortgage rates have doubled and tripled. If you really look at, you know, it was a short year and a half ago that you can get a five-year fix at 1.59, 1.69, and now you're in the fours. I mean, that's that's unprecedented. So, it, it, Birthdays, Frank? Uh... Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, Christine Earl from, our, uh, from uh, MBO celebrating hers uh, this week. And uh, Chantal Rook, who's on my team and celebrating her birthday today. So happy birthday to Chantal. Dora? I have a birthday. My baby boy's birthday. He's not really a baby. He's in his mid-20s. But uh, my son, Robert, will have his birthday this Thursday. And happy a- awesome. and happy anniversary. Anniversary. Mm. Oh, yes. Of Seven course. Years. Thank Ooh. you. <laughs> Thank you. And, of course, my mother, mm-hmm. who keeps yes. you know, all these years, she's been taking the blame for me. So <laughs> she must be a saint. <laughs> big 89, eh? Big 89. Big 89. Fantastic. All right. Have a great week, folks. Thanks, everyone. Please continue to support local businesses and charities.